Hey guys, Michael here with WeddingVideographySchool.com. Hope you guys are having a great week. I know I am. Um, yeah, this week has been pretty good. I've I've had some success in some of my uh, other projects that I've been working on, and so that feels really good. Uh, the only downside to my, my week has been um, I went out and did a drone flying... Um, it was basically like a meetup of a bunch of drone flyers uh, in my city. And we went out and flew some drones and I spent a little too much time in the sun and got a rosacea flare up on my nose. And I don't know if anybody listening has rosacea or um, has a family member who maybe suffers from rosacea, but man, like the sun for me is what triggers it. And it's just on my nose and it basically causes like all this blistering and like redness and like then that all that turns into like scabs and it it looks like I just got like burned by the sun or something insane on my nose it looks I look like a I look like a burn victim except it's just on my nose which is you know when you're talking to somebody that's like the closest thing of you to them so it's it's really embarrassing and obnoxious so uh, yeah, I've been kind of staying inside and not really wanting to go out and show my face. And when I do go out, I've been wearing this hat that kind of like, I just wear it really low over my face. I can barely see where I'm walking and I just kind of point my head down towards the ground. It's like this walk of shame everywhere I go. <laughs> I'm just like super self-conscious about it. But anyway, so I'm hoping that kind of clears up before the wedding on Saturday that I got. And, uh, but other than that, life is life is pretty good. On today's show, I'm talking to my good friend Adam Bradley with Oflatus Films up in Denver. Uh, I always say up in Denver, but he actually lives in Fort Collins. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great show. And I really don't want to take a whole lot of time to intro this, this episode. Just listen to the episode, and uh, I, I hope you guys really enjoy it. Hey Adam, good to have you back on, man. Uh, how is your year going, dude? Hey, thanks again for having me, Michael. Yeah, things are really well. Um, I'm about to start my wedding season for 2018 and uh, just kind of wrapping up a couple of edits right now, but looking forward to the new year, man. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Uh, you know, you've You've been probably one of my, in terms of wedding videography, definitely top three wedding videographer friends for a while so uh it's always good talking to you and you always have some great great things to say great tips for people um and you know you help me out every once in a while so uh so <laughs> so it, it works out man uh i gotta start and say congrats on the new baby almost um, yeah what is this is like your are you guys on is this your ninth or tenth child <laughs> It feels like a lot, but this will be our third child. So we've, uh, yeah, our third baby is due pretty much any day. So we're about a week away from our due date. So hopefully we make it through this phone call today, this little interview chat. But um, yeah, we're excited. We're going to have our third child and it's it's really a good thing. You know, it's one reason why I got into wedding videography was basically so I could work from home, spend more time with the family, watch my kids grow up. And, and yeah, we're super excited. So yeah, man, I... I'm good with the one kid that I have, but uh, my wife is kind of pushing me to have another one. And I, I don't know, man, like 
it just seems like it's going to be twice as much work. Do you think it's twice as much work having two kids uh, versus one? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think <laughs> a lot more work, another mouth to feed, but there's also like, there's just something awesome when my kids get along really well and they're playing together, like watching them interact with each other that, that I definitely is, you know, is, is just kind of priceless. So it's pros and cons. I love watching them grow up together and I think they love having a sibling, but yeah, man, you should definitely do it, man. You gotta have, gotta have at least two, at least two. What, what I want to know, and I want your honest answer, let's say nobody was looking and you could just push a kid off a cliff, like one of them, either one, you tell me, would you, would you do it? Um, I, can I, can I throw myself off first? Does that, that... <laughs> that's a, that's a good answer. Very, uh, that's, you could be a politician with that answer. <laughs> yeah. But for me though, I've got, I've got a girl and a boy right now. So that's, I like, I like being the dad of a girl and I, and I love that. So I was, I was excited if we'd had another girl, but having a boy is a whole new dynamic. So our third one will be another boy. So we're going to have two boys and a girl. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's fun seeing the different dynamics with the, with the genders. So, cause you've got, you've got a boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, got to go for that girl, man. Oh, uh, I wanted a girl. And then. You know, Kate told me, uh, I remember where I was when she told me. I was in the parking lot of the Home Depot. And she called me after uh, she got the results in about uh, gender. And uh, I remember being kind of disappointed because I wanted to, <clears throat> excuse me. Man, I'm like, got a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted a girl and, uh, you know, didn't, didn't, you don't always get what you want. So... <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'd go for I'm the kind of person that would go for a girl and end up with like eight boys by the time it was all said and done. So, uh, well, cool, man. Uh, so I want to ask you and maybe we'll just kind of start with this for people who haven't listened to the previous episode with you or, um, you know, haven't haven't have, don't know anything about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself about uh, how you got started in wedding videography and just give us like a brief five minute description of like where you started and where, where you, where you are now and where you're headed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I guess kind of overall, I first jumped into kind of video, uh, you know, video production kind of video work pretty much in 2001 as a way to just simply kind of express myself. It was for fun, you know, skateboard videos, you know, just kind of hanging out with my roommates and just kind of wanted to, to create stupid stuff. And so um, it's always been kind of a way to express or to capture something fun and interesting for me. And then over the years, people just basically started paying me for it. So it was small little event gigs. It was small little political commercial gigs. Um, it was little promo videos here and there. And, you know, it was about 10 years or so, a little bit, a little over 10 years of doing kind of video production and people always said, never do weddings. Like don't do weddings. They're, they're horrible. You've got bridezillas and just, you know, you hear all the nightmare stories. And so it took me a while to really kind of figure out where I wanted to go, but it wasn't until um, about five years ago where a good buddy of mine uh, hired or asked me to kind of shoot his wedding. And I did what everyone said. I, I turned him down. I said, no, I'm not doing this. And um, shortly after he said, hey, we really like your work. We really want you to do this. Um, and so they kind of offered a different price and I accepted it. So um, so shooting for a friend was totally fun, which I know a lot of us kind of start out that way. 
shooting for people we know, close friends, close family members. And I found that I really, really enjoyed it because commercial work, you know, when you do corporate commercial, you're writing script, you're finding actors, you're, you're getting locations, you know, you're kind of writing the whole thing. And so I found that jumping into weddings was, was pretty seamless because somebody else was writing that entire story already for me. I mean, you know exactly what's going to happen on a wedding day. Uh, the couple is going to get married, <laughs> you know, they're going to have a good time. And, and so for me, it was about showing up and connecting with people, which I really enjoyed anyways. And so I just really loved kind of falling into weddings. And so, yeah, so it's been, a, it was a seamless transition. This will be my fifth year with my wedding line. And so I'm the, the founder and the creator of Aflatus Films. And Aflatus basically is a Latin word for a divine breath of creativity and inspiration. So I didn't want to have like a creative inspirational wedding film or anything like that. I want to kind of come up with something different. And so my wife and I stumbled across this word aflatus, uh, which is just perfect because it's Latin for um, a breath of creativity and inspiration. So that's what we try to do. We try to put together creative and inspirational wedding films for couples. And uh, yeah, going into our fifth year and super excited about it. Nice, man. Yeah, a Latin word for a Latin guy. That's you. I don't, I don't, you don't actually look, uh, you don't look Latin, but, uh, <laughs> the hairstyle definitely does. It's got a romantic hairstyle going on. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Blame it on the Germans. Uh, okay. Well, so, uh, tell me like, let's talk about 2017 last year. Anything kind of interesting that happened to you or stood out as far as um, you know, maybe some funny stories or just anything interesting that you kind of ref you're reflecting on in 2018. Yeah. You know, last year was a really good year for us in just terms of um, kind of expansion or kind of broadening. So last year was the first time that I had an opportunity to go international. So uh, I'd say 2017 was our year of going international and trying some new things. Um, it's a whole new ball game because, you know, when you shoot locally, you can bring your you can bring your car, you can bring your vehicle, and you've got all your gear in the back. You know, you've got a couple of Pelican cases, you've got your tripods or whatever it is, but you know, traveling international was a whole new beast for me to try to figure out how to transport gear, um, how to how to deliver a product that was the same or is equal to what I what I do when I shoot locally. So um, it was a really cool year being able to go with my first couple to Italy. That was my first trip. And so Vicky and Kyle, they were a great couple. And um, I think I learned that inter traveling internationally is never quite the same as maybe you think it will be in your head. And I've heard that, heard this from a lot of different people. And for Vicky and Kyle specifically, they brought about 20 to 25 family members with them. So right off the bat, I show up at the airport. I'm not just working with a couple, but I'm working with an entire family. So you've got a few little kids, you've got grandma and grandpa, you've got brother and sister, and it really was a week of traveling with them. And you've got the time difference and you've got, you know, we had some complications with our hotel and so we didn't have lodging the first night that we showed up. And, you know, just all those things that, that you don't think about you that are set and ready um, in order for you to bring your A game to shoot. So got to work with, with Vicky and Kyle in Italy and then shortly after that, I got, I got back and I got to shoot for um, Josh Helton with A Little Long Distance. Um, we, we collaborate on some projects. And so I got to go to Iceland with one of his couples, Jenny and Nathan. And they were, they were, they were great as well. And then I wrapped up the year going to Vietnam um, with, with some good friends too. 
um, Hung and Jesse. So they, they were fun. But Vietnam, again, same thing, totally different beast. Um, I'd say for them, really interesting story just in the sense of uh, Vietnam being completely different with the way they work with wedding venues. And Jesse and Hung had showed up to their wedding venue, I think about five to seven days before their, their wedding date. And basically, the wedding venue had been offered a bigger dollar price for a different event. And so they found out within a week that their, lo their wedding location was completely different. So wow. they couldn't get married there. They had to find a new spot and just scrambled for the whole thing. I didn't even know that was a thing that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying in Vietnam, it's, it's all about the dollar. You know, they don't really care a whole lot about customer service. So, um, for them it was, you know, if you, if you put in a higher bid, you'll get it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That, that kind of goes against everything I stand for. I mean, I love money, but you know what I like more? Customer service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the venue the, for them, you know, it was going to, same thing, like they had about, you know, I think around 15 to 20 people that were traveling from the States and they were going to stay on site, um, have the wedding in the back and all that. And so basically they found out that they didn't have any of that stuff seven days uh, before the wedding was supposed to take place. Oh, wow. That's, that's crazy, man. That's, that's just insane. I can't imagine. Um, so give me like one, like what's your favorite international travel tip for people who haven't traveled internationally? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. You know, you hear a lot from people pack light and I think that's really important. Um, I'd say, I'd say have a, have a plan and hold it loosely is what I really learned. Um, you know, I think the advantage of traveling internationally is that you've got five or six different days with a couple. And so if there's stuff you can't get on the wedding day, take advantage of doing that before or maybe after. Um, but yeah, I'd say the biggest thing I learned was, you know, have a good plan, but hold it really loosely just in case things go kind of awry a little bit. Yeah, I think that's, that's almost good advice for like every wedding. And I, I definitely think I agree. Like international is, it's a different it's a different beast and you, you lose that kind of familiarity and comfort of, you know, maybe having your car with you or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, but I think mo pretty much any wedding, you almost have to just be prepared for whatever because things do change. And um, yeah, man, that's, uh, I see, I've done some international weddings and I'm just not super into it now that I'm getting old. Now that I'm like an old man, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. I think I'd rather stay here. <laughs> yeah, you like your local ones, but you've really capitalized on that as well. Uh, you know, what What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> uh, well, cool, man. Yeah, so one of the other questions I had for you is kind of, you know, when we talk about 2018 and looking ahead to 2019, are there any, like, changes that you're – making, you know, maybe within yourself or within your business, um, anything that you're trying to focus on a little more or, you know, switch things up. And that could be like within your packages or your approach or maybe just your style of filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. I had a last year in 2017, um, actually probably like the beginning of it. I was, I had invited a couple to kind of come over and to watch their wedding film on our home theater. And it, it really was kind of a benchmark for me 
watching a couple and their family, they had brought, they had actually had a kid and um, you know, they had had a few friends over and watching other people watch their wedding film really kind of changed the way that I thought about shooting. And so um, one of the kids there, you know, they were, they were noticing the dresses, they were noticing a lot of details and things that I might, you know, as at least as a guy and as a videographer, you know, you kind of tend to, at least for me, like it's, it's easy to, to skip kind of some of the details of stuff and, uh, but more importantly, it made me really think about kids that are going to watch, you know, their parents' wedding films 10 or 15 years down the road. And so, um, you know, that, that began the conversation for me of asking, how can, I, how can I put together wedding films that do two things? Um, one, that are going to last a really long time. And, you know, because styles change all the time, you've got your glitches now and you've got, you know, you've got all these different like editing techniques and some look really fancy. Um, so how do I produce something that's long lasting? And then also I wanted to be true to my couple. So I was asking myself, how do I, how do I put together a wedding film that tells the story of the couple and um, not just the wedding day? And so um, it changed my approach in the way that I would talk to couples beforehand and really get to know them and spend time with them. Um, if I can shoot the day before the wedding or shoot the day after the wedding um, or even kind of months out. And so, um, for example, right now I've got this one couple, um, this gal named Melissa. She, she friended me on Facebook and we're Facebook friends. And I started noticing that she's, she's doing all these really cool things. Like they're just a really cool couple. They're going to cool places. They're going to concerts. They're having all these parties. And I just had this idea of like, can I basically convince you to buy a GoPro and to, and to basically do kind of these video blogs as you're, as you're um, doing life this next year? And they were super excited about it. So so these are the kind of things I'm trying to integrate. So in 2018, I'm going to have, you know, Alyssa's going to come with me on her wedding day and she's going to have a full slew of like video clips of like all the stuff that they've already been doing that she's already captured from her vantage point. And so, you know, and that's, that's my new kind of hopes and my new approach for my films is that if I can really tell the story of who you are in your lifetime, because the wedding day is, is, you know, it's a day, it's 24 hours and but what goes into that day is so much more emotion and history and feelings and relationships. And so I'm just trying to do what I can in 2018 and move forward of trying to grab onto those pieces creatively into my films. So those are some really cool ideas, man. I might have to steal a couple from you. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if it makes sense yet. And you'd have to kind of watch some of my films for it to kind of make sense. But I think it's going to continue to grow and be a kind of a, a cool idea. So yeah, absolutely. So you kind of mentioned a little bit, a little bit about um, a little long distance, and um, you know some other videographers that you're working with. Um, tell me a little bit about those relationships and and how you know connecting with other videographers has you know maybe helped you or just kind of changed the way that you do things. Yeah, yeah. Josh has kind of become a good friend the last year, year and a half or so. Um, Josh is with a company called The Little Long Distance. Um, he's he's a good shooter. He's he's a great editor. Um, you know, I'd say that he's definitely like one of the best editors that I've kind of seen around. And um, if you know if you know if you've been watching, um, I think it's called Love Stories or uh, the Love Films. You know what I'm talking about? Is it like Love Stories TV or something? Yeah, Love Stories TV. So he just won. Um, the most creative cinematography award and then ended up winning the, the best filmmaker of the year. And so 
Um, yeah, just a great guy. He's got a lot of spunk, a lot of energy. Just, you know, he kind of brings his A game to every wedding. And I met Josh through um, a good buddy named John, John Berman. And John Berman's with um, Steelhead Cinema. And John and I had been friend, friends for, I don't know, between two and three years now. Um, he kind of came out and shot with me in Colorado. And then John got married. And I ended up shooting John's wedding. And Josh ended up editing it. So it was kind of this little... Kind of partnership between the three of us and i've got a good buddy named ricardo who comes out from portugal um, during the summers and he'll shoot with us but you know i guess what i've learned as a shooter is that you know my first couple years of doing this i was just really lonely <laughs> you know like i don't know if you ever get that way it's like you're shooting and you're trying to hire good guys and then you're going home and you're just behind a computer all the time and for me personally i'm just not wired that way and i'm not inspired that way and um, so it was a couple years into this where I just knew that I had to put myself around other inspirational and creative shooters. Um, so I invited John out and, and then, like I said, kind of became mutual friends with Josh. And, and now still we kind of use this kind of collaboration as ways to kind of we shoot with each other. Uh, we're doing a retreat with each other. And basically anything that we can do to kind of make each other better uh, filmmakers is kind of our whole is how we built our friendship. So. Yeah, you guys have a retreat, a, like a workshop kind of coming up that's uh, it's called Immerse, right? So why don't you go ahead and say a little spiel about that for people who might be interested? Thanks, man. Well, we're trying to we're trying to get Michael to come, at least to our Colorado one. Yeah, I'm hoping I can drop in for a little bit. I got a wedding that weekend, but I'm gonna try try to drop in on uh, either. You know, on either end of it or like on both sides of that day or maybe uh, just one of the days or something. We'll, we'll, I'll see what I can do to, to make that happen. Nice. And actually, I think um, I think John might have actually heard me on your recent podcast too, like a, a couple of years ago. And so it was funny. I remember when I met John, sorry, backtracking a little bit, but John had said that he'd heard me on your show. So I knew that um, we had that mutual connection too. So yeah, talk a little bit more about the, the workshop and what you guys are going to be doing there. Well, yeah, so Immerse, the, the name Immerse is basically the idea of jumping all in. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll be candid, you know, my fourth year last year was, was a great year traveling internationally. But at the same time, it, I really kind of felt like I was plateauing in some areas and almost was trying to figure out like, man, how much longer can I do this? Because, you know, they say the third and fourth year is really hard for for videographers and I think I hit that fourth year wall. Um, and so Immerse basically was that idea of, of jumping all in, just kind of saying, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this my all, I'm gonna do everything that I can to kind of you know, be the best wedding filmmaker that I can. And so um, none of us guys really wanted to kind of do it by ourselves, and so we decided to jump in it together. And so we just had our Nashville uh, immerse retreat a few weeks ago and that was just incredibly awesome um, can't say enough good things you know it was the first one we launched it we had an awesome dance party and we just did a lot of like you know talking from the whole process of pre-production production to post-production and you know we just had nothing but 10 out of 10 reviews and just an incredible experience for for other guys and gals that want to jump in into being a wedding filmmaker um, so we've got our Colorado one coming up that year. Hopefully you can join us on July 19th through 22nd. Um, that'll be right outside of Colorado Springs. We've got a, we've got a beautiful uh, kind of mansion slash lodge rented out right next to the Garden of the Gods we're going to be shooting at. 
Um, it's going to be amazing. And then we've got one in California in November. That'll be uh, in San Luis Obispo, where John lives. So we kind of want to host one in all of our major cities where we're from. Very cool. Yeah, and you know, like I do the same thing too, where I feel like I kind of plateau sometimes, right? So, um, you know, I, I definitely felt kind of the same thing headed out of last year and going into this year, which is like I need to do something to kind of change either my style or maybe change my approach or something, right? So I definitely understand that feeling of plateauing. I on, Honestly, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's just part of growing, right? Like you have to realize at some point that, um, you know, you're, you kind of have to have those moments where you're like, oh man, like I need to step up my game or whatever. Cause that's what really kind of keeps pushing you into more growth. Um, I don't think I don't, you, you ask like the best basketball player, the best football player, the best musician or whoever you think is great at what they do. You know, I see interviews all the time done with these people and like the common thread is that they're all still even though they're already considered the greatest at what they do they're all still pushing really really hard to get better and better you know like i always think about you know like michael jackson or whatever i remember seeing an interview with that guy and like he was obsessive man he was already he already had the title of king of pop you know and he was just so obsessive with every every song he would put together, it was just like hours and hours and hours. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to change this. And, um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll edit that part out. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, oh, otherwise it'll just be funny for everybody to listen to that, I guess. Hope you enjoy that everybody. Uh, but you know, you listen to, you, so you, you, you like hear all these things about people who are great at what they do and they all kind of, they have that fear of plateauing, right? So it sounds like you definitely kind of had that feeling of like, I gotta, I gotta change something, and and reaching out to other videographers was was one of the ways that you did that. And um, you know, you're also kind of thinking about the future, which I like, and it's something that I'm always doing, right? Which is, what am I gonna do later on? And I like that you're kind of moving in this kind of educational direction, um, and it sounds like you're kind of doing that with uh, Aflatus uh, Academy. Um, what's, what's kind of your idea there and, and, you know, going forward, what do you want to accomplish with that? Yeah. You know, and again, I know, I know it's not for everybody, but for me, um, I've just found that I get energized and, and, um, motivated by being around other people. It's like, you know, for me, I realize like my bank account's not that big. And so I can only spend so much money on the newest gear or the newest tech. And so it was like, okay, I can't invest that way anymore as far as gear, but maybe I can invest in the kind of relationships. Um, and so for me, it was about just making sure that I'm surrounded by other people that have similar interests, similar passions, and just kind of that similar drive. You know, they say that you're gonna become the people that you surround yourself around. So I wanna make sure I surround myself around other um, people that were filmmakers and creative. Um, but yeah, for me, it was about I've kind of hit the spot in um, this last year where I, I kind of developed Aflatus Academy and it was a very natural transition. I didn't really do like a, an official giant launch or anything or anything kind of major, but I would just have people, you know, maybe once or twice a month reach out to me and asking if I did any mentorships or 
um, asking me about different shooting techniques or different courses, um, ideas. And so basically I just kind of developed a new spot on my website at afflatus.tv um, labeled Academy that kind of offered some of this so that I could kind of um, give back to other people and also like see them grow because um, as I've worked with other guys, I found that I really do enjoy seeing other people flourish or come alive. Um, you know, my, my whole approach isn't like come and be like me, which is, which is also what I liked about doing for Immerse. You know, the Immerse workshop is not about come and, and learn my strategies, learn my tips and so you can be exactly like me. Like I think that's, I think that's kind of a recipe for disaster, but the whole mentorship idea, the whole one-on-one and everything that I'm doing is really revolves around the idea of um, what are your strengths? What are your gifts? What are your talents? And how do you kind of create a business um, focusing on what you do well? And if you do have spots of weaknesses, um, what are some ways that you can kind of either compensate for those or possibly grow in those areas so that you can be, um, you know, run a successful wedding videography business? Because, you know, the first two or three years, I don't know if it was like this for you, but it's like, okay, this is fun. I get to go to all these cool weddings, but then, you know, you hit that third year and it's like the same songs over and over again, the same formula for the weddings. And you kind of got to realize like, I either got to turn this thing into a legit business that's making really good money, or I got to kind of jump ship and move direction. Um, so the whole immerse and kind of what I do is, is I really want to help other wedding videographers or people that want to get into wedding videography um, develop some type of business um, so they can be, you know, they can be well off as well. Yeah. Well, I, I really, you know, the whole reason I got into wedding videography was because I love the song, keep it shuffle. Um, so my, my goal is to always, <laughs> is to always, whenever I show up to a wedding, I always ask the DJ to play that song. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, well, that's, that's awesome, man. I, I kind of agree with you in the sense that like, um, I, I also enjoy like hearing from people, people send me emails all the time about, uh, Hey, you gave this great tip and it really helped me. And, um, it, I'm, I, I feel the same way. I'm not really trying to get people to be like me. Um, cause that's only going to probably hurt me in the future. Right. When everybody's just like me, that's not good. Um, and, but I also realize that people don't want to be like me. People have their own strengths, you know. Some people are awesome at, like, I think personally, like, I think you guys, uh, and when I say you guys, I mean you and um, and Josh and, like, uh, John, you're all, like, really good, I feel like, at, like, posing people and doing stuff that I don't really ever do. Um, and it just comes naturally to you. So for me, that's, like, something where I'm like, okay, either I need to grow in that area or I need to kind of figure out how I can, like, uh, overcome that or do something different or put a different spin on things. So, you know, it's one of those things where I don't, I really don't think you ever should feel like you need to be like somebody else. Right. Um, and I think, I think it's easy to struggle with that sort of thing. You know, sometimes you'll see a video for, uh, of another videographers. I mean, I, I'll tell you this, like, um, you used to do those nights where you'd invite a bunch of videographers over and you guys would all like, um, watch each other's wedding videos and like, I don't know. I never wanted to go to them cause I thought I'm just going to like be super self-conscious and feel really weird. 
uh, about people watching my work, especially like anybody that's better than me. Like I'm going to feel kind of like lame or whatever. Um, but you know, as I, as I get older and as I mature and I've been doing this for almost a decade now, it's like, I, I start to see the value in that. Right. So, um, yeah, I definitely think, I definitely think your approach is, is, is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had a guy do that. Um, so yeah, we had done some wedding film nights and it's, it's super scary. I mean, if you get another videographer's, you know, raw thoughts on your film, you know, that's pretty, that puts you in a vulnerable spot. I mean, obviously there's some points of like being able to, to grow from that, which, which is what we find out. But we had one guy show up and while we're like watching his films, he deleted his on his phone and basically so when we pulled it up, it didn't show up because <laughs> he was just too nervous. He was just too scared about, you know, having his, his film be shown in front of all these other guys. And yeah, I thought before we did the podcast, I thought I told you not to mention that about, about me doing that. <laughs> his name was, uh, Michael Fling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it, man. It's, it, I don't know. I almost, I'm like, I still get a little nervous when I send the video to the client, you know, let me ask you something. You ever have uh, this doesn't happen to me very often, but it happened to me twice last season where I sent the video to the couple and both of the videos I thought were, they weren't my absolute best, but they were not bad. Like I would give them like, I'm pretty hard on myself. I wouldn't say they were a, but I would say they were like B videos. Right. Like, and I keep in mind, I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hard on myself. So my B is probably like other people's A, right? Do you ever have couples who you send the video to and then you never hear back? Oh yeah. I've had a couple of those for sure. Yeah. And like you, did you follow up and then still didn't really hear anything back? No. I mean, I'm too nervous about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I used to be too nervous. And it happened, it only happened like twice in like six years, right? And then it happened to me twice last year. And when it happened both times, I was like, I'm going to follow up. So I'd send my final email and I'd say at the top, I wrote, if there's anything at all I can do to make this video 100% awesome for you guys, let me know. Um, and still didn't hear back. And what I thought was crazy is one of the, one of the couples was actually super nice and like really nice. And I actually ran into them at a, another wedding that I shot because they were guests there and they were there. And that was like the week I like literally delivered their video, like a few, like during that week, like later on that week after I saw them and they were so nice to me. And then I just never heard anything. And I always, yeah. And that stuff just like drives me nuts. Do you just always assume that like, something bad happened or like they didn't they didn't like something but maybe they were too afraid to tell you or like what do you think's going on with that yeah i think a lot of that's you know like all of us it's like our artwork and our films and is connected to our ego and and also it's like what drives our money so it's yeah all that stuff is like sometimes like my film i feel i take it personal like it means i don't like me or something about me so you know um I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's a hard thing to, to balance for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I try to like, I kind of try to take it in stride and know that, you know, 99% of my clients really like what I do. And I hear back from 99% of them and it's 
pretty much almost always like great feedback. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm always striving for the 100 and I feel like, you know, you, you want to do what's best for your clients and you want to do what's best for your business and you want to, you want to make sure that everybody's happy. But, you know, sometimes I wonder if, uh, eh, maybe it's, maybe it's not possible to make every single person happy, you know? But I, I know what you mean by the taking it personally thing. I, I try not to, but um, it's hard when your whole kind of life and business and everything that you do kind of revolves around um, what what you're doing for work. So, Yeah, I think, you know, it's, a, it's the pros and cons to a video because video will show you exactly how things played out. And so, like I had a, I had a bride once who was convinced in her head that her first look with her dad was so amazing and awesome and this most epic thing. And I didn't put it in the film because it, it was not that at all, but she was like so convinced. And so I think some people, you know, I do, I have had a couple of those couples where they're like, oh, like that looked completely different than I thought it was going to look like. <laughs> like you can't hide around, or you can't hide from the video. Like what you see is, is how it turned out. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. You know, I guess I hadn't really thought about that. Maybe they were seeing something like, you know, I always thought it was maybe the bride didn't like, a shot that I use of her like getting her makeup on or something like that. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe they see the video and they're like, Oh, I thought the wedding was way cooler than what actually happened or something. I don't know. I, that's a good point. I hadn't really considered that aspect of it, but, um, yeah, well, I don't know. It's hard to, let's talk about something a little lighter than that. Cause that even just talking about that kind of depresses me a little bit. Uh, I know I, man, I think, I had some sort of, we had some sort of Alaska trip planned or we were talking about like you shooting a wedding for me in Alaska and me going with you and trading off or something. I don't, I don't think that materialized, but I think you've got something going on in Alaska um, coming up pretty soon, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I think I'd reach out to you a while ago. I shot in Alaska, I think two years ago now. Um, it was kind of one of my first bigger, you know, Obviously not out of the states, but out of the they call it the, they call us the lower lower forty eight. So uh, we were we were in that group, but went to Alaska a couple years ago. Shot a cool film, had a great couple, and um, so recently I've been asked to go back up there because they have basically no videographers that um, that they found just reach a good level of excellence and quality. Um, so I have some good photographer friends working with Narrowway Productions uh, or Narrowway Photography, excuse me. And um, so they invited me to come up November 6th through 8th of this year. Make sure I'm getting those dates right. November 6th through 8th to basically kind of host like a mini workshop. Um, and I think a lot of it will be photographers that are learning how to be videographers or a couple of videographers that are just kind of looking to kind of up their game. But really looking forward to going back up there. Um, actually, you know what? Let me get that correct. I got those dates completely wrong. It is September 4th through 6th. There you go. September 4th through 6th, and it's kind of a scaled down version of Immerse, but the only difference is that at Immerse, we talk through a lot of like the business aspects of it. And so it'll be kind of some similar things, just shooting and editing, um, really focusing on that. We're gonna have a couple of couples, that model couples that'll be there that we can practice shooting with. And then I just reached out to um, a group called AK Fire Circus. <laughs> and so, they're basically like a four, four, four or five person team, like a mini circus. So we're going to be kind of just getting some fun stuff with them. 
will be kind of watching them, but also kind of shoot, shooting some night stuff while they're kind of performing their fire circus stuff. So it should be a really cool event. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, most people don't know. I actually used to be in the fire circus. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, You've but been I got holding out on us. Yeah, you know, I got a, I got a really bad uh, third degree burn though. I had to drop out. Is that like your backup plan in case this whole videography thing doesn't pan out? I'm going to run away and join. Mom, I'm running away and joining the fire circus. See, man, that's why you need to have more kids, too. More kids. You got your circus right there. Yeah, I'll just you know, I'll just drive up to Fort Collins and visit you if I want to <laughs> see a circus. So <laughs> uh, Don't tell your wife I said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, yeah. I... It's funny, Alaska. So if anybody wants to move to Alaska and be like Alaska's number one wedding videographer, uh, sounds like uh, now's a pretty good time to do that. Dude, that'd be a great spot. Yeah, it's a little too cold for me, but uh, I've heard pretty good things about it. Yeah. Um, so real quick before we get going, um, we both have lives and got to get back to work and stuff. But uh, tell me a little bit about like what's like your favorite piece of gear that you're using right now? Um, last year I still use kind of the Ronin M and so I'm in transition. I'm trying to find kind of the perfect one handed gimbal. Um, I feel like everybody is trying to find that. Do you think, do you think, uh, I, I'm sure you've heard of the Ronin S. Are you interested in that at all? That's, that's what I've been waiting for. I heard April was the release date, but I don't know anymore since I've heard nothing. Yeah. You know, I saw it. So at CES, which is the like consumer electronic trade show or whatever, it's not, it's different than NAB obviously, but, uh, they had the Ronin S there, like some sort of like pre-production model or some sort of thing. And a couple people were able to walk around with it on their cameras or with their cameras on it. Um, and so there's like, if you go on YouTube, I think you can find a little test footage, but I was like, Man, I kind of hope they make it way better because, like, you could see, you could still see a lot of that, like, electronic looking kind of movement and, like, the up and down, the walking. And I know they say, like, you got to practice your walk or whatever, but I'm like, you might as well just practice how to use a glide cam if you're going to do that, you know? But the Ronin S looks pretty intriguing. Is there anything else you've kind of got your eye on? Um, no, I just got the, I finally kind of caved in. I had an audio recorder go bad, uh, Sony one that I had for four years. And so I just got the Tascam DR10L. Um, and so I'm looking forward cause I know everyone's using this. You use that, don't you? I do. I, man, I was talking to, uh, Andrew Nice. you know, Andrew, right? And he, he told me that it was like his best purchase of 2017. And uh, I think I bought it. I think they came out with them in 2016, uh, like or late late 2016 or something like that. And I pre-ordered one of mine. Uh, actually, I think I pre-ordered two of them. So I actually got like a pretty good discount on two of them. And then I I liked them so much that I bought a third one. No way. That's awesome. So yeah, I I'm super into them. The one thing I will say about them is. Um, you know, you're going to get a mic that comes with them, which I still use. I think they're they're just fine for what I'm doing. Uh, but some people might want to actually upgrade that that actual lav microphone to like, a, what is the, Sure has something that's pretty popular. Is it like the B3 or B6 or something? I, I, yeah, I can't remember, but 
Um, that's a pretty popular one that people use. I drank a soda, and so now I'm like super like burpy. <laughs> <laughs> super gassy over there. Yeah. Well, I went, yeah, maybe we'll see how that turns out later. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> for now, for now, it's all uh, oral expressions, is what I'm going to call it. There you go. Got some oral expressions coming out right now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, cool, man. Uh, thanks so much for coming on today and look forward to having you back pretty soon and hoping to kind of make this a regular thing with you and a couple of the other guests that have been on. And, um, just really looking forward to, uh, to, to talking to you again. You've always got something interesting to say uh, or something to make fun of me about. So <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Yeah, dude. Well, I've been following your work for a few years. I mean, you were a big inspiration to why I got into kind of wedding films and kind of followed your work for a while. So it's, it's good to, to finally feel like I'm almost at your level. And uh, hopefully uh, one day I'll be as, as awesome as you. But it's been fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that, uh, with that <laughs> bag of bullshit, I think it's time to, to end the show. Why don't you tell, why don't you tell people uh, where they can find you or follow you or if you're on like Instagram and websites and social media and all that stuff? Yeah. Well, my social pretty much is basically under Aflatus, which is A-F-L-A-T-I-S. Um, Aflatus.tv is my website. But I also want to say, as we're kind of wrapping up here, so if, if anyone does want to sign up for Immerse, um, you can go to ImmerseRetreat.com and you'll see kind of our two spots left. And so um, since Mike and I, are, Michael and I are good friends here, I just want to offer kind of a 10% discount to anybody that does go on. So you need to email me directly through the site. Just say, hey, you heard me on this incredible podcast with the famous Michael Ring and mention that you, whatever the episode number is or the number is, uh, just mention that you found us here and I'd be more than happy to offer you a 10% discount to uh, one of our retreats. Yeah, you guys can just go on and tell them you heard about about the retreat through uh, Wedding Videography School podcast. That should be sufficient for you guys. Cool. Thanks, man. Looking forward to having you on again soon. Yeah, dude. Hey, guys. That was my episode with Adam Bradley with Aflatus Films. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you uh, maybe learned something or thought of a new idea or... Um, you know, maybe you just, you just realized something that you, you want to change in your own business. Uh, Adam's a really good guy. So definitely thanks to him for coming on the show. If you guys like this episode and if you guys like this podcast, please, please, please let me know, go ahead and go on iTunes. I know it's a pain in the ass, but leave a review, uh, you know, click, click the five stars. If you wouldn't mind, if, if you think this podcast is worth five stars, that would be awesome. Um, and then, uh, go ahead and shoot me an email too. If you want Michael at wedding videography school.com. Um, always happy to hear what you guys have to say. And, uh, something that I'm really excited about is I've gotten really positive feedback, uh, from some of you guys about the big 10 series, which you can check out at wedding videography school.com. Some of you have been really like writing in and just letting me know how much you love it, how much it's helped you. Um, I know one person said there was a section that really, really helped them with their video delivery. And so I think a lot of people can find something in this uh, series to learn from. And, you know, it's a, it's a great way to support wedding videography 
school. I put a lot of time into the podcast and I put a lot of time into, um, you know, just kind of maintaining some of the other things we got going on. So um, it's always great to have your support there. Uh, If you guys have any questions, email me. And until next time, peace.